Hello, everyone. I have announcements to make. I officially have secluded myself away from most mainstream porn as of two minutes ago. It's 12.02 a.m. So at 12 a.m. was the last time I self-pleasured, self-ejaculated, and Masturbated to um, most mainstream porn productions. And the reason I'm saying this for the last time or final moment when I state that, because I state this in other episodes, is also because I learned that. I am regretful and remorseful for misogynistic contributions as well as misandrist contributions. So there are people out here that don't know what misogyny means. Misogyny is hatred of contempt for or prejudice or prejudice against women. It is a form of sexism that is used to keep women at a lower social status than men, thus maintaining the social roles of patriarchy. Misogyny has been widely practiced for thousands of years. It is reflected in art, literature, human societal structure, historical events, mythology, philosophy, and religion worldwide. An example of misogyny is violence against women, which includes domestic violence and in its most extreme forms, misogynist terrorism and femicide. Misogyny also often operates through sexual harassment, coercion, and psychological techniques aimed at controlling women and by legally or socially excluding women from full citizenship. In some cases, misogyny rewards women for accepting inferior status. Misogyny can be understood both as an attitude held by individuals, primarily by men, and as a widespread cultural custom or system. Sometimes misogyny manifests in obvious and bold ways. Other times it is more subtle or disguised in ways that provide plausible deniability. In feminist thought, misogyny also includes the rejection of feminine qualities it holds in contempt, institutions, work, hobbies, or habits associated with women. It rejects any aspects of men that are seen as feminine or unmanly. Misogyny may or may not include hate towards LGBTQ plus people in the forms of homophobia, lesbophobia, biphobia, transphobia, and transmisogyny. And misogynor. Racism and other prejudices may reinforce and overlap with misogyny. According to the English 
Oxford English Dictionary, the English word misogyny was coined in the middle of the 17th century from the Greek misos, hatred, plus goon, woman. The word was rarely used until it was popularized by second wave feminism in the 1970s. So I decided that I will never again contribute to misogyny. I repent for it. I seek the forgiveness of girls and women for it. I am sorry, but more importantly, I apologize. And I am making amends with you all who are girls and women by staying away from who and what hurts you, by educating myself and doing all the work to make sure I educate myself on, more importantly, who and what benefits your hearts, your souls, your minds, and your memories, and your intellect. So, I must admit that my history with women is far from perfect. It's con- some parts are contradictory, some parts are flawed, um, some parts are hypocritical. And I apologize for those things too because, and I make no excuses. I'm just be honest about the pathology. No justification of myself, but I was exposed to misogyny as a child. So, because I didn't get all the help I needed, that's to no fault of my own on that part. Still, um, I unintentionally at times contributed to misogyny. I never tried to purposely contribute to misogyny, like, yeah, I'm just God here and treat women as if they're subhuman. It never happened purposefully. But it did happen unintentionally. And I recognize that either way, my actions hurt women's feelings. Um, there was misogyny unintentionally on my part um, in my, definitely in my college years. Um, and as I got older, I recognized I still had residue of misogyny. So, me not looking at mainstream porn anymore has helped me to be even more extremely sensitized to the horror show of misogyny. And I'm saying this on record that There are times where I may have failed women miserably. There are times where I have failed women. And I'm mindful of the fact that being hard on myself is bad. I get that. I was talking about, honestly, 
I know that in some ways I may have failed women. Um, But now I decided that I'm going to be fully sensitized to misogyny. So I don't experience pleasure off of any aspect of life that tries to vanquish women and girls in any kind of way. So I decided to also hate misandry. Um, misandry is the hatred of contempt for prejudice against men. Uh, men's rights activists and other masculinist groups have criticized modern laws concerning divorce, domestic violence, conscription, circumcision, known as male genital mutilation by opponents, and treatment of male rape victims as examples of institutional misandry. In, in, in the internet age, users posting on Manosphere internet forums such 4chan and subreddits addressing men's rights activists and RAs claim that misandry is widespread, establishing a preferential treatment of women and shown by discrimination against men. This viewpoint is denied by most sociologists, anthropologists, and scholars of gender studies who kind of that misandry is not at all established. Is not at all established as a cultural institution, nor is it equivalent to misogyny, which is many, which is many more times more prevalent in scope. Far more deeply rooted in society and more severe in its consequences. Many scholars criticizing our ace for promoting a false equivalence between misandry and misogyny. The modern activism around misandry represents an anti-feminist backlash promoted by marginalized men. Misandry can be racialized, according to some researchers in black male studies, such as Tommy J. Curry. Black men and black boys face anti-black misandry. E.C. Krell, a gender researcher, uses the term racialized trans misandry describing the experience of black transmasculine people. Misandry is formed from the Greek misos, hatred, and or andros, man. Misandros or misandrous can be used as adjectival forms of the word. Use of the word can be found as far back as the 19th century, including 1871 use in the Spectator magazine. It appeared in Merriam-Webster's Collegiate Dictionary, 11th edition in 1952. Translation of the French misandry to the German manner has hatred of men is recorded in 1803. A term with a similar but a distinct meaning is androphobia, with androphobia which describes a fear but not necessarily hatred of men. Anthropologist David D. Gilmore coined a similar term, virophobia, to show that misandry typically targets the viral male machismo, the obnoxious manly pose along depressive male roles of patriarchy. Gilmore says that misandry is not the hatred of men as men. This kind of loathing is present only in misogyny, which is the hatred of women as women. Um...
so I can say that misandry does exist because of what I was exposed to as a child. There is a contempt for bigotry and prejudice against men, as well as a contempt for bigotry and prejudice against women. So I had to recognize that I can't just be sensitized to misogyny. I also had to be sensitive to the times where I failed men and may have failed men miserably. Not to be hard on myself, but when you are a trauma survivor that's exposed to misogyny, misandry simultaneously, that means in my trial and error of doing my best to try my best to figure out how to honor men and women, I made missteps, mistakes, misadventures, and mishaps. There, in 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 my um, my history with men is far from perfect. Contradictory parts, flawed parts, critical parts, and I come to recognize that. I have to be fully sensitized to who and what hurts men, which means also I have to be fully sensitized to who and what benefits the hearts, the minds, the souls, the memories, the the intellect. Of men. That's another reason why I no longer self pleasure, self ejaculate, masturbate to basically mainstream porn anymore. And I intentionally hurt men emotionally. And it wasn't even me trying to. And we have mom issues and daddy issues, such as I. Then I recognize that I can grow forward from those manly. And womanly missed opportunities because of healthily empowering men, women. I came from a world where people are called queer so much. So I recognize that I have to be sensitized to non-binary adults. I have to hate discrimination against transgender persons and just non-binary persons in general. So here's what I'll say. I despise female objectification 
which is the act of treating women, of treating women and girls as objects or things. I hate female dehumanization, which is the act of disavowing the humanity of women and girls. of themselves I despise female sexual objectification which is the act of treating women and girls as mere objects of sexual desire the reason why I despise female self objectification is gentrification of a female to herself. And I despise the female gentrification social relationship is discussed as feminine reification. I despise female instrumentality Treating women and girls as tools for others' purposes. I despise female denial of autonomy. Treating women and girls as lacking in authority and self-determination. I despise female inertness. Treating women and girls as lacking in agency and activity. I despise female fungibility. Treating women and girls is interchangeable with parentheses other objects. I despise female viability. Treating women and girls is lacking in, lacking in boundary integrity and viable as some things that are permissible to break up, smash, break into. I despise female ownership. Treating women and girls as though they could be owned, bought, and sold, such as slavery. I despise female denial of subjectivity. Treating women and girls as though there is no need for concern for their experiences and their feelings. I despise female reduction of body. The treatment of women and girls is identified with their bodies and their body parts. I despise female reduction to appearance. The treatment of women and girls primarily in terms of how they look and how they appear to the senses. I despise female silencing. The treatment of women and girls is if they are silent, lacking the capacity to speak. I despise female commodification, which is treating women and girls as commodities and or objects without regard to their personalities and their dignities. I hate male objectification, 
which is the act of treating boys and men as objects and or things. I despise male demonization. The act of disavowing the humanity of boys and men. I despise male sex male sexual objectification, which is the act of treating boys and men as mere objects of sexual desire. And I hate and I despise I despise male sexual objectification, which is the act of treating boys and men as mere objects of sexual desire. I despise male sexual, I'm sorry, I despise male self-objectification. And a lot of schools don't mind teenage and pre-teenage boys to objectify themselves. I despise the male objectification of social relationships, which is discussed as male reification. Mm. I hate male instrumentality treating boys and men as tools for others' purposes. I despise male denial of autonomy, treating boys and men as lacking in autonomy and self-determination. I despise male inertness, treating boys and men as lacking in agency and activity. I despise male fungibility, Treating men and boys as interchangeable with parentheses other objects. I despise male viability, which means treating boys and men as lacking in boundary integrity and viable. As some things that are permissible to break up, smash, break into. I despise male ownership. Treating boys and men as though they can be owned, bought, and sold, such as slavery. I, I dislike, I'm sorry, I despise denial of subjectivity. Treating boys and men as though there is no need for concerns, for their experiences, or feel a need for concern for your feelings. I despise the male reduction to body. The treatment of boys and men is identified with their bodies and their body parts. I despise male reduction to appearance. The treatment of 
of the boys and men, the treatment of boys and men, primarily in terms of how they look and how they appear to the senses. I despise male silence in the treatment of boys and men as if they are silent, lacking the capacity to speak. say that I despise the commodification of males which means treating boys and men as commodities and as objects with regards to their personality or dignity I despise non-binary objectification, which is the act of treating non-binary persons as objects and as things. I despise non-binary dehumanization, which is the act of disavowing the humanity of non-binary people. I despise non-binary sexual objectification which is the act of treating non-binary persons as mere objects of sexual desire I despise non-binary self-objectification which is the objectification of one's non-binary self I despise the non-binary objectification of social relationships, which is discussed as... Let me show you to your room. And yes, it has what I need in it. And at the same time... about it but just know that I despise non-binary objectification of social relationships which which discussed as notoriety empowers what they do it for Our tired status quo was something better. Let me stay focused on it with task at hand. I despise non-binary instrumentality, treating non-binary persons as tools for another's purposes. I despise non-binary denial of autonomy. Treating non-binary persons as lacking in in autonomy and self-determination.
I despise non-binary inertness treating non-binary persons as lacking in agency and activity. I despise non-binary fungibility treatment of non-binary persons is interchangeable with parentheses other objects. I despise non-binary viability. Treating non-binary persons as lacking in boundary integrity and viable as some things that are permissible to break up, smash, break into. And I must admit that I despise non-binary ownership. Treating non-binary persons as though they could be owned, bought, and sold such as slavery. I despise non-binary denial of subjectivity. Treating non-binary persons as though there's no need for concern for their experiences or their feelings. I despise non-binary reduction of body. The treatment of non-binary persons is identified with their bodies and their body parts. I despise non-binary reduction to appearance. The treatment of non-binary persons primarily in terms of how they look and, and how they appear to the senses. I despise non-binary silencing. The treatment of non-binary persons is as if they are silent, lacking the capacity to speak. despise LGBTQI plus objectification, which is the act of treating LGBTQI plus persons as objects and as things. I despise LGBTQI plus demonization, which is the act of disavowing the humanity of LGBTQI plus persons. I despise LGBTQI plus sexual objectification which is the act of treating LGBTQI plus persons as mere objects of sexual desire. I despise LGBTQI plus self-objectification, which is the objectification of oneself as, as LGBTQI plus persons. I despise LGBTQI plus objectification of social relationships, which is discussed as LGBTQI plus reification. Um... I despise LGBTQI plus objectification of LGBTQI plus social relationships is what I'm saying. So, I despise LGBTQI plus instrumentality, treating LGBTQI plus persons as a tool for others' purposes. I despise LGBTQI plus denial of autonomy, treating LGBTQI plus people as lacking in autonomy and self-determination. I despise LGBTQI plus inertness, treating LGBTQI plus persons as lacking in agency and activity. 
I despise LGBTQI plus fungibility, treating LGBTQI plus persons as interchangeable with parentheses other objects. I despise LGBTQI plus violability, treating LGBTQI plus people as lacking in boundary, integrity, and viable as some things that are permissible to break up, smash, break into. I despise LGBTQI plus ownership, treating LGBTQI plus persons as though they can be owned, bought, and sold, such as slavery. I despise LGBTQI plus denial of subjectivity, treating LGBTQI plus persons as though there is no need for concern for their experiences and their feelings. I despise LGBTQI plus reduction of body. The treatment of LGBTQI plus persons is identified with their bodies and their body parts. I despise LGBTQI plus reduction to appearance. The treatment of LGBTQI plus persons primarily in terms of how they look and how they appear to the senses. I despise LGBTQI plus silencing. The treatment of LGBTQI plus persons is if they are silent, lacking the capacity to speak. I despise the commodification of LGBTQI plus people treating LGBTQI plus persons as commodities and as objects without regard to their personality and dignity. So these are the things that I have noticed about mainstream pornography, televised sex scenes, and movie sex scenes too. And then... What is really disturbing, I've never purposefully seen statutory rape filmed on camera, even though it was shown to me as a five-year-old, organized crime, as you know. But according to my research, I read articles. I didn't actually go looking for it on the porn sites. I never have, never will. I'm too grossed out and too angered to actually do that. But when it comes to a select few of mainstream porn companies, there is a history of on-camera filmed adult-on-child sexual assault that... for example, was on Pornhub, and Pornhub, after quite some time of being made to endure, um, rightfully so, um, harsh statements from sane people, and I'm glad those sane people gave Pornhub grief for what they did, because they had um, basically a filmography of children being sexually assaulted and they had to remove those sites also because they were afraid of legal jeopardy so in select few of mainstream porn companies there is a history of children being sexualized So, now that you understand 
how I framed what was and is happening. I'm going to take a step further and say I despise child objectification, which is the act of treating children as objects and as things. I despise child dehumanization, the act of disavowing the humanity of children. I despise child sexual objectification, the act of treating children as mere objects of sexual desire. I despise child self-objectification, the objectification of oneself as children. I despise the child objectification of child social relationships, which discusses child reification. I despise child instrumentality, treating children as a tool for others' purposes. I despise child denial of autonomy, treating children as lacking in autonomy and self-determination. I despise child inertness, treating children as lacking in agency and activity. I despise child fungibility, treating children as interchangeable with parentheses other objects. I despise child violability, treating children as lacking in boundary, integrity, viable as some things that are permissible to break up, smash, break into. I despise child ownership, treating children as though they can be owned, bought, and sold, such as slavery. I despise child denial of subjectivity, treating children as though there is no need for concern for their experiences and their feelings. I despise child reduction to body. The treatment of children is identified with their bodies and body parts. I despise child reduction to appearance. The treatment of children primarily in terms of how they look and how they appear to the senses. I despise child silencing. The treatment of children as if they are silent, lacking the capacity to speak. These are the things that I have I have noticed about that mainstream porn world and even um, little select few of mainstream porn companies and now you understand why I don't watch mainstream pornography anymore. I never um, purposely saw um, filmed sexual assault um, Because whenever I saw porn videos on mainstream, I always look for a age of consent verification, and, and that's what it would say. Um, that all the models were over the age of 18, over the age of 21. Some mainstream porn companies say you have to be 21, most say 18 and over, and some say 21 and over. So, I've, that's why I do not like the teen and, I don't like the teen porn category. Um, I'm also hurt by the MILF 
category. I know that that acronym is very offensive, but I'm just telling you that's what they call it in the world of porn. I'm not saying it is saying it. I'm being appropriate about why that acronym was stated because a lot of times, often, there are many women who are in the age brackets that they're in, and I'm being respectful when I say that, they feel like you're sexualizing my age. And and a lot of older women feel like you are um, making it seem like middle-aged women are ugly and, and only a few of us are actually sexable. So I understand that there's middle-aged people in porn, there's elderly people in porn, there's young adults in porn, but we have to be careful about how we um, label porn categories because there are many people who experienced, and actually I say endured, uh, traumatic sexualization, unlawful sexualization, I might add, violent sexualization, abusive sexualization, criminalistic sexualization, torturous sexualization, tormenting sexualization too, compound traumatic sexualization. And um, that can also cause um, older women to feel like you're victimizing me with your ageism. And then another category that I am very turned off by is ebony because there's a history of black people being sexualized in each of the seven continents and each of the islands for centuries. And I feel as if it's okay to have specific genres of porn as long as everyone is of age everyone's mature mentally and emotionally but we have to remember that even though we're displaying fantasies we still have to be humane and accountable about being humane we're supposed to be Humane and responsible being humane, there's no room for racism because sexualizing someone's race, sexualizing someone's pigmentation, sexualizing someone's skin color, sexualizing someone's body type, sexualizing someone's personality type, and sexualizing someone's disposition type are all immoral and disgraceful. So there's nothing wrong with having preferences in terms of specified persons. But when we resort to ebony, for many people in the black community, that's considered a slur. So it's also, I feel the same same way when it comes to the, when we say JILF, right? Because there's a lot of old people make feel like you're making me feel bad about my body, you know, you're making me feel sad and mad about how I look, and you're basically saying that most old people are ugly when we're old, and 
that can cause old people to feel like, I'm sorry, that can cause elderly people to feel like that I'm not attractive just because I'm in my latter years of life. I'm already struggling with knowing I'm in my final days and you're making it seem like I don't have sexual desires, that I'm not gorgeous to my lover or my lovers or potential lovers, potential lovers, you know, suitors, as they would say. So we have to be careful about the dishonor of our elders. And then I I noticed that um, that reality can be... um, That reality can be um, quite of harshness. So, these are all the reasons why I don't go out of my way to watch mainstream porn. Here are all the reasons why I don't even like at all televised sex scenes, movie sex scenes. I'm not against porn. I'm not against sex scenes and movie television. But the, it's just that it the way they depict sex, there is sexual instrumentality, sexual denial of autonomy, sexual inertness, sexual fungibility, sexual viability, sexual ownership, sexual denial of subjectivity, Sexual objectification, self-objectification, dehumanization, objectification, commodification, reduction to a body, reduction to appearance, and silencing. That Those are all the things I see in mainstream porn and televised sex scenes and movie sex scenes, especially coming from Hollywood. Um, I don't mind sex being depicted artfully in porn and in televised movie sex scenes. I wish it were, that wish it was the standard, but unfortunately it's not. And, um, I hate adult supremacy and I repent of any adult supremacy I may have shown towards kids. I mean, I think it happened unintentionally and I'm remorseful and regretful of that. And as well as the adultism, I may have in some way hurt a child emotionally and I will forever be apologetic about that and I may have shown ageism unintentionally I may have shown I may have shown some disrespect not by any persons it was never intentional but we don't know all the hurt we cause but I, I feel like I have, but it was never purposeful, but I'm always sorrowful and growing from all of these things that I may have done. I don't know every action I did, but I just feel like I, I may have said or done something that hurt a person that was non-binary or LGBTQI plus or man or woman or not or uh, LGBT or a child or middle age or elderly or young adult um, I'm just 
sad I did those things unintentionally and I rec- I'm, I'm recognizing my errors and I'm correcting those errors so they'll never happen again. So I had to um, discuss these things because these things really do need uh, a healthy discussion. That's why I no longer listen to dirty rap. I no longer listen to dirty blues. I no longer watch reality television shows. I no longer watch tabloid talk shows. Um, I no longer watch a lot of crime shows. And, you know, I no longer watch um, court shows. I just... I no longer watch um, cable news media. Um, I no longer watch salacious interviews and salacious programming. And I no longer read salacious articles. And I no longer check the notifications of news on my laptop and computer and phone, I no longer, um, I no longer, um, listen to gangster rap anymore, um, I no longer listen or watch anything nor anyone degrading at all whatsoever. So, for example, I no longer watch music videos that depict women as video vixen erotic decoys that are just nothing but sexual thingamajigs. I don't do that anymore. Um, I, and I'm, I no longer consume, um, degrading magazines, degrading movies, degrading conversations, degrading internet, degrading books, degrading literature, um, degrading music. Um, I don't do those things anymore. I'm done with those things. And, um. I fully embrace sexual thought control, sexual self-control, sexual self-discipline. Um, I have a, I have a, I have a hundred percent technological diet now. Um, you know, I no longer have, um, you know, degrading thoughts, feeling like they're ever present in my mind, you know, how trauma is, so, I decided to, um, I decided to change, um, now, I don't watch any of these things purposefully, there are times where I can be at a, at a mall, or a movie, or 
any place or out and about downtown and sometimes people may play these things or watch these things and if I'm in the vicinity of them I may unintentionally see these things and I've learned not to be upset with myself or what's outside of my control what's outside of my domain so I have decided to even most erotica is not worth is, is unworthy of my masturbation most curiosity is unworthy of my masturbation. Most erotica is unworthy of my reading, seeing, and listening to. And most curiosity is unworthy of my listening, reading, and seeing. And most pornography is unworthy of my masturbation, my listening, reading, and seeing, too. Um, I'm still a fan of ethical pornography. I always have and always will be. Um, ever since I learned about ethical porn um, two years ago. But I do want to discuss how important it is for me to um, to value my um, my uh, sexual um, my sexual redemption and just my redemption in general and uh, I do want to I do want to say that for me as I conclude that I'm so thankful I live a life of healthy media choices in terms of audio, written, visual, kinesthetic, and sign language as well. I do want to state that uh, I also now make sure that any thought that's not of me, I automatically obliterated. Any thought that is of me, I automatically in the words of Aretha Franklin, jump, jump, jump to it. I chose not to sing it. I just wanted to state it uh, regularly. 